is in the know for Wednesday, October 13, the 286th day of 2021. There's 79 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Twitter Connect, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Get a COVID-19 update for you. We'll tell you also about the Twin Lakes Marching Classic coming up this weekend. The band lineup is set. We'll kind of tease you on that just a little bit. The Netflix holiday season lineup is out And also the shipping deadlines for the holiday season when you must mail your packages. Can you believe we're talking about that already? I can't. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. What is your favorite video game of all time? Ooh. You're not a major video game player, but you do have particular video games that you like. I would love it, Zelda. I was going to, th- if I had to guess, I would say Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You like that one a lot. But you do like Tetris. Yes. I do. Uh, Mine- I'm good at that. Minecraft is the best-selling game of all time. That's followed by Grand Theft Auto, then by Tetris, then Wii Sports, and then Super Mario Brothers. Who doesn't like Super Mario Brothers, right? I like the original. Yeah, I, I like the original as yeah. well. But those are the best-selling video games of all time. What, no Donkey Kong in there? No pole <laughs> position? No, I can't believe it. He's a five-time winner of the Covenant Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sal nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. Because those are all the same. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm excited because now I've seen the lineup, the complete lineup for the Twin Lakes Marching Classic on Saturday. And now I've got to, I have to develop my pork chop sandwich eating strategy around. Are you going to be like Joey Chestnut? Probably. Well. How many pork chop sandwiches could you eat? Oh. (laughs) Hmm. How, over what period of time? (laughs) Uh, A band performance. Oh, over a band performance. There you oh, go. So what is it, 15 the, minutes, of right? Of the allotted 15-minute uh-huh. block, that's from start to finish. There you go. Uh, 15 minutes, I could maybe do three. I think we need to K105 Digital Productions broadcast this. <laughs> no, well, see, here's what I, as you know. Because you'll, you'll get an intense, you know, music behind you while you eat. That's true. You know, dramatic. That's true. And so my, the, my consumption of the pork chop sandwiches should also be thematic with the on-the-field performance. Correct. So If it speeds up, yeah. you need to eat quicker. Should I get my own podium? Should I get my own podium down, like with where the drum majors are, and get my own and be oh, able to? You stand on a drum stand? Yes, I oh. think so. I mean, I you, think you, I mean we've got some connections in the building here that might be able to to make that happen. You said Joey Chestnut, so I'm thinking, well, let's just go all out if we're going to make it a make it a spectacle. So here's what I need here's what I need to know strategy wise from you. So I want to make sure that I'm fueled up properly. So do I have one like when I get on site? Do I have one then? To make sure that my energy level doesn't dip during senior recognition. When is senior rec- senior recognition is right off the, out of the yeah, right out, off the, out of the gate? Right. Oh yeah, I think you need to eat one per every senior. 
Okay, that'd be a little hard to do, uh, especially and and spotlight the seniors. So that's uh-huh. going to be a challenge. Uh-huh. Now, I cannot consume one during the national anthem. No, no. So that gives some time to recover for one. Okay. But then Greene County is the first to hit the field. So do I... They're, they're the dragons. Yeah, so... so I, I mean... So what do you think? Do I do I have... Do I have a pork chop right before Greene County, or I do I wait until the class until the end of Class One A? How many bands are in Class One? Four. So the, that's the, probably a good number. The pride of Eminence, Kentucky, Henry County, will oh. wrap up Class A, I and know so exactly th- where that is. Then I should have one because there's a little I think break. That's, right that's there. good. That's good. That's a good strategy. Because what are there? Three classes. Another four classes. Four classes. Yeah, two divisions of class two. So, that, so that's five pork chop sandwiches. <clears throat> one for senior recognition. <clears throat> oh, six because you'll have a cougar band too. I, I got to fuel up, and then I have one victory pork chop at the end of the night. Seven. I just need to know how many you're bringing home. Well, if, if he's going to oh, be no. eating seven of them, I'm that's not right. sure that there'll be any to no, bring you home. You got to show up and put forth effort to get pork chops this weekend. I mean, that's what I'm I'm singing for myself. Do they deliver to Danville? They do not. They do not deliver to Danville. They don't even deliver to Clarkson on Saturday because it's going to be all hands on deck. But, yeah, uh, uh, great-looking bands for this weekend. Uh, Caldwell County, Washington County, Cal. So a Christian Academy of Louisville will be here. Our friends from Butler County will be – we are friends with the Butler County Band, by the way. I have, I have nothing against the Butler County Band. I love the Butler County Band. Anybody outside the band, suspect. Keep your eye on them. Uh, Hancock County, Warren Central, E-Town, North Bullet, Greenwood, Breck County, Franklin Simpson, Bullet East, Mead County, North Oldham, Eastern, South Warren, and of course the Band of the Land, the Grayson County Marching Cougar Band. That's a, it's a, I mean, they're coming from all over. Cougars don't perform until 10 o'clock. <clears throat> I'm going to need, I'm going to have to take one of my natural breaks between the classes See, you, and take a little nap. You can't eat too many pork chop sandwiches because then you'll need a little food coming nap. They don't have tryptophan like turkey does. They don't put you, they don't put you to sleep like that. Have you ever eaten six or seven of them, though? No, I've not. No, I think the most I've had in a single day is two. Well, you got to top that on Saturday. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Are you going to need somebody to fill in for you on Monday? Uh, no, I'll be, no, I'll rally sometime on Sunday <laughs> evening and, and be back and ready. But I'll tell you who's happy about this weekend, restaurants and convenience stores. That's who's super happy because the crowds that, uh, the, the marching classic is going to bring and going to be a lot of traffic in town that day. So just be prepared. Summer humidity will return before sunset today. It's been a very nice and mild morning, but the humidity is back before the end of the day, mainly after three with a, Warm front passage later on today. We'll see some damaging winds, isolated tornado possible on Friday evening in certain areas. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, uh, who, who Samuel. It? <laughs> who called it? I guess, uh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, then the cool down is for next week. Fall temperatures will return this weekend and last into next week. So uh, an afternoon thunderstorm today, about a one in three chance. 79 is the high. 70 is the overnight low under mostly cloudy skies. And then mostly cloudy, a high of 84. By the way, I forgot to mention... The Carol of the Bells, Aaron and Ashley will be here on Friday, and I will again take a run at them about making me first chair of the bagpipe section. Okay, good. I, I don't know that you can – can you make the recommendation of Devil Went Down to Georgia this week? Uh, no. See, I think I got I to gotta make sure I get my asks in order. But with, with the football game Saturday, I'm not sure that we can be playing that. Listen, we've got we, – that's, that's true. <laughs> the cats came home from Georgia. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a bunch of band people in the building right now. Can't don't we have enough lobbying Chris, power? To- Christy and I feel outnumbered. <laughs> 
You all are <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of marching cougars, I'm just telling you. So, I don't it's know. Marching jaguar. I, isn't it a reasonable request to let me march in the in the bagpipe section? I mean, I think that we've got connections. I'll never play an off note, I swear. I won't do it. Were you playing on note? <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's a bagpipe. <laughs> who, who would actually know? Uh, the uh, Labor Department is meeting today to determine the rate of inflation and for our nation, and that rate of inflation will determine what the colas will be for those drawing Social Security next year. The uh, colas are cost of living adjustments, and they average about 1.7%, but I have a feeling this is going to be a big number. About 5.9% is probably what's going to be expected next year. If you go back to the Great Recession back in 09, well, the recession was 08, and then in 09 is when they had a big cola, and it was 5.8%, and we're kind of on par probably for that. But I don't know what we're going to – this is ridiculous. Um, the, The way that prices are jumping and supply line, and it's all a matter of fiscally and economically this was not handled in the proper way over the last year. There's just too much money in the market, flooding the market. That created a, a glut on products, people buying things they didn't need but wanted instead. And now it's caused uh, demand issues that supply can't keep up with. And so it's forcing, you know, laws of supply and demand. When there's a greater demand, not enough supply, prices go up. And they're continuing to go up and up 20% on Meats and you know what gasoline has done from from January to now, and so this fiscal approach is not the right way to do it, and I'm not sure when it's going to change, or all of the consequences that will be connected to. Uh, close to home, closer to home from Washington anyway. Kentucky is reporting 34 new virus uh, coronavirus related deaths, more than 2,358 new cases yesterday. The rate of positivity did drop on down to 8.12%, showing a steady decline, so that's good. The uh, total recorded deaths caused by the virus is now 9184, and nearly 600 of the new cases among children and teens age 18 and under, about 1,300 people hospitalized. And then if you look at the COVID incidence map right now, Breckenridge County uh, improves their category. Edmondson County improves their category uh, from, from red. And Grayson County comes down to 58. So Ohio County is at 50. Uh, look at LaRue County down at 19.8. So you're starting to see a few dots of orange on there. You got and one yellow. What is that? Morgan uh, County. Yeah, way over east of Menifee County is where you'll find Morgan County with an incidence rate of 9.7. So headed in the right direction and much better than where we were uh, just I mean, I'll say days ago, but really weeks ago. Grayson County Fiscal Court yesterday voted to remit final payment to the city of Litchfield for the purchase of the old Litchfield Police Department headquarters and an apartment complex behind the old headquarters. On June 6th, the Fiscal Court approved the purchase of the old LPD headquarters at 117 South Main. Judge Kevin Henderson said at the time the county will purchase the building for $250,000 with a $50,000 payment made by June 30 followed by two $100,000 payments in June 22 and June 23. But the county received some ARPA funds and decided to go ahead and pay the balance, $202,000 to Litchfield. So they'll be a little bit ahead of schedule on their retirement of that debt. The court uh, also approved paying $150,000 in ARPA funds to purchase that apartment building that we were talking about. 
So that will, um, you know, plans are to move the Grayson County Sheriff's Office there over the next uh, months and uh, and be ready and functioned as a law enforcement agency. And the LPD just really outgrew it. It wasn't that it wasn't functional. It's just the LPD force grew to a size that uh, they needed larger facilities. So I would presume this will be a much better facility for Sheriff Chaffins than what uh, they've been dealing with there on the square. Speaking of the uh, Sheriff's Office, uh, Sheriff Chaffins was granted approval by the court yesterday to sell two uh, vehicles, a surplus on Gov deals, an 08 Charger and an 04 Taurus, and then they're selling a Charger to, uh, I think, the Cloverport Police Department. You, you're going to buy one of those? No, I'm, I'm out on that. Um, no police my, car? My, my dad did buy a retired police cruiser one time. Well, he was a partner in a retired police cruiser. Have I ever shared with you that story? I don't know this story. You don't? No. The Bluesmobile when <laughs> they were the Blues Brothers. And, sure. I think it was like a 1974 or 1975 Dodge police cruiser. It was, huh. yeah, I'll tell you the whole story someday. Uh, John Yarmouth, Kentucky's lone Democratic congressional member, says he will not seek re-election in 2022. It's the end of an era. As John Yarmouth announced that his eighth term as member of the U.S. House of Representatives will be his last. He's represented that third district since he defeated Ann Northup back in 06. He said uh, he didn't expect to be in Congress this long, and he never quite sure every time he ran. They asked when he would be finished, and he never knew until now. And so he kind of expected he would be there for 10 years, but uh, that's gone a little bit longer. I don't know what this means. Um, he does say that he he's 75. He says he's in good. He'll be 75 when yeah, his term I'm, ends. I'm not sure I realized he was that old. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I agree. I, I don't know what I, if you would have asked me how old he was, I'm not sure I would have had a guess. Yeah. But. Uh, he's got a grandson that he wants to spend more time with. He said he wants to spend more of his golden years with his family. Which I get. He has donated most of his congressional salary to various um, to various organizations over the years. He's you know he he was able to be financially successful in other avenues. He he owned a magazine or like newspaper yeah, the LEO. In, in the yeah, the Leo in Louisville is sort of how he became successful uh, in the business world. But I, I, he's definitely got some radical fiscal ideas on you know how to spend money as a nation. The things that you know I, my eyes get super large at when he talks about. But he says that the um, says he will not endorse uh, a contestant uh, or a candidate in the race unless it's his son because his son has sort of dipped his toe in the water or at least considered the idea that he might seek the seat. But it didn't take long for a couple of people from Louisville to say they want it. Morgan McGarvey, who is the uh, House Minority Leader in our legislature, and then Attica Scott from Louisville also says that they'll run. She she jumped in a couple months ago. The GOP wants that seat back. They want to go completely. They want to go completely red, but the biggest Democratic stronghold in the state, obviously, is Jefferson County and Louisville. But if you could find a moderate, if you could find a moderate Democrat, you know, somebody from that side, I think that you could get. Then the Democrats could probably hold on to it. The Attica Scotts of the world, this is not going to work. Too too far left for the for the taste of Jefferson County on the whole, and that's its own district. That third district is. All of Jefferson County, they don't, you know, so you've got to get the most people in Jefferson County to agree, and I don't, You, the more moderate you can make it, and if you'll find a moderate Democrat who will come out, the GOP will be less likely to work as hard, because they'll think, well, I mean, if it's going to be somebody we can work with, then it might not be It'll so be bad. an interesting primary. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It's going to be, 
going to be highly, highly contested. It didn't. It only took hours for some Democrats to come out. It'll be interesting to see how long it takes for some Republicans to say that they're going to seek that seat as well. Uh, Sam alluded to a trip down to Athens, Georgia, for the Kentucky football team. Uh, whereas a couple of weeks ago, Dan Mullen had a bit of a faux pas when he was asked about Wandale Robinson, and he said, who? And that served for a little bit of, you know, at least Twitter chatter on you don't even know who Wandale Robinson is. Well, we're going to show you. Conversely, he, knows now. <laughs> he does he does know now. <laughs> Kirby Smart had nothing but great things to say about Kentucky, the their rise in football prominence, and about Mark Stoops. And what, so Did you hear what Mark Stoops said about Kirby Smart? I did not. It was something along the lines of I respect him a lot. And, he, and his direct quote was, but it's not like we're besties or anything. <laughs> that was his direct quote. Well, when you're on the, you know, it's the old don't punch down type mm. of thing. You know, Stoops can punch up at Kirby right now. Kirby shouldn't punch down at Stoops because Kirby has knows a little bit about restoring a program to prominence. In his case, he's restoring Georgia. Mark Stoops is building Kentucky into a place of prominence. But uh, Kirby did go on to say that, uh, even going back over the last several years, that Kentucky is the most physical game that they play each year, which made me feel good. You know, at least we've kind of been the laughing stock of the SEC over the years. Good to at least have somebody going, hey, I mean, you, we may walk away with a win, well, but we'll know we were in a fight with these guys. You think of Alabama a couple of years ago, they beat Kentucky handily down in Tuscaloosa, but. Uh, one of their defensive linemen, who was a top five pick, said that Kentucky was the most physical game he ever played in college. Yeah, well, and it was that at a time. Some of that goes back to probably when Kirby Smart was still at Alabama, you know, coaching for Nick Saban yeah, at a time. So close to that point, he yeah. hasn't been at Georgia for an extremely long period of time. Chris Mack finally uh, decided that he needs to be a little more visible. You know, since those allegations late in September, he kind of had gone underground at what was happening. But since his season starts in the next couple of weeks, he decided that he needed to speak publicly on the matter on some of these latest level two allegations. And he didn't duck it. He just, you know, he could have said no comment. It's an ongoing investigation and all that. He said that, um, that, uh, that they will, uh, they've got, you know, long road to hoe. They got a lot of stuff to fix that they'll comply. But he said that he will fight the charges with my last breath is what he said. Good luck. I don't know. I mean, it's listen. I, I admire fighting, you know, and even from the UK football perspective, you don't want to have a defeatist attitude when you're going to face Georgia. But you know, the odds are stacked against you because Georgia is just at a different level this year oh, than really good. than Georgia is. So, so, but you you know, you do want to have that never say die attitude. But if you're Chris Mack, I also think that you want to get this behind you as fast as possible for. For the time he's been at Louisville, most of the most of the U of L athletics problems were not on his watch. They were things like that was those people who were here before. I'm going to clean up the mess, and then what do you do? You mess the nest over the Dino Gaudio situation, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I do feel bad for everybody involved in that, except for maybe Chris Mack. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. The, Chris Mack, I know they said when he was the savior, I liked him. I, yeah, okay. I liked him when he was at Xavier, but then he. Uh... <laughs> the Boston baseball team has advanced to the ALCS. The Houston Altuve's have advanced to the ALCS. So who are you cheering for in that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
can we just can we just start spring training again for the can the American League go ahead and start spring training? I'll be fine. I guess I want the Astros to win. Uh, I don't like Altuve, but I guess I want the Astros. <laughs> Lesser never, of two evils. You, you won't catch me cheering for. Uh, for the Boston baseball team. And then the Braves advance, and then now we're waiting on the Giants and Dodgers. Who you got, Giants or Dodgers? It's in San Francisco. Yeah. But I, I, L.A., I think, is still. I think, I think it'll be a good game, though. I love L.A. All right. We've got to get to a break. We've got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. smell that i can smell the pork chops already <laughs> the pork chop sandwiches listen if you don't bring me one home i'm gonna be mad you know what has a tendency to happen at this event because i talk them up and then they sell out <laughs> they sell out they'll sell out by the class of end of class 1a and then i'll be like well what am i gonna do the rest of the day today is international day for failure so go ahead and get it out of the way actually winning today whatever you're planning to fail at (laughs) go ahead and just get it out of the way it is also emergency nurses day today boy the world would be different without them yes 100 there absolutely it is national m&m's day Mm. the rapper or the candy mars and (laughs) mars and mars the candy i didn't know if he just owned his own day not yet he still works Working his way there. Uh, peanut or plain? Uh, see, my mom would be peanut. I, that's how we I work. didn't ask you. No, I'm saying because <laughs> because my mom raised me on peanut, and if I said anything other than peanut, I would probably get a nasty text message. So yeah. What do you prefer? A peanut. 100%. Okay. Right. That's Yeah, no, I like the peanut. M&M. Absolutely, no, I'm without a doubt, peanut. I'm no plain. doubt. From By the way, from 1976 to 1985, there were no red M&Ms. I think it's, uh, we called it Prohibition. <laughs> uh, blue M&Ms were introduced in 1995. M&Ms were taken along on the first space shuttle voyage in 1982. There are 340 million M&Ms produced daily. And the M&M was modeled after Candy Forest, uh, Candy Forest Mars Sr. encountered while in Spain in the 1930s. He observed soldiers eating chocolate pellets with a hard shell of tempered chocolate. This prevented the candies from melting, essential when including in soldiers' rations. It's kind of how we got Tootsie Rolls, too, by the way. Makes sense. If you know the story know of pe- peanut M&Ms story. when I was a number two doing sports down in Bowling Green, that was the perfect snack during a game. Yeah. You, know, peanut, you know, you can throw a peanut M&M oh, quickly yeah. in a 30-second break and mm-hmm. snack it down really quick. Yeah. I'll have it's a king, perfect broadcaster snack. King size, please. And it is also Silly Sayings Day today. So if you have silly sayings you like, then um, have at it. Like, doing nothing is hard. You never know when you're done. Always follow your heart, but remember to bring your brain along. That's good. It's so simple to be wise. Just think of something stupid and then say the opposite. <laughs> I think of uh, Dwight from The Office. Sure. Um, yeah. Don't be an idiot, right? Shrewd facts. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> did you? When I noticed I you glanced at my board when I mentioned I did, it was silly I sayings. I, I like your board today. Yeah, yeah. I do too. <laughs> your your board is is classic. Except you would immediately know that it's a complete untruth because I don't own a red shirt. 
That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. And I can vouch for that. <laughs> so if you're listening, it says, I accidentally wore a red shirt to Target yesterday. Long story short, I'm filling in for Debbie this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the real reason I don't wear red. because then I couldn't go to Target because well, they'll ask me to clock in. You could wear in. A, a blue vest or a blue shirt <laughs> to Kroger? Uh, I do not. I mean, I, I can. Not a vest. By the way, got some information on vests coming up later on in the show today. Oh. All right, what else to tell you about today? Oh, here are the, I know it's hard to believe that on October the 13th, I'm giving you shipping deadlines for the holiday season. But it's the old art of back timing. If you have to make a, uh, if you have to make, <laughs> I've been called lots of things, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I've ever slip. been. I've never been called Whitney Carmen before. Uh, well, you, it's Wednesday. I'm used to used I to throwing under, that in there. I yeah. understand. Uh, for the United States Postal Service, if you're delivering to the continental United States, retail ground service, you better have it shipped by December 15th. First class mail, so your Christmas cards. December 17, first class packages. December 17, priority mail. December 18, priority mail express. December 23rd, FedEx ground. You need to have it by December 9th. Wow. If you want ground and home delivery, December 15th, your express saver, the 21st. If you're shipping UPS, ground, December 22nd for second day air, December 23rd for next day air, and December 25th, no pickup service because it's a UPS holiday. But did you hear that? So... We are on your ground shipping. You need to check UPS because your area that you're going to will determine your deadline. There's not a specific enough deadline that you'll have to check. But to say that even on the 23rd, they could do next day air. It's the pride of Kentucky. Oh yeah, I'm. I am. I, yes, I'm completely a UPS person. Tennessee can have FedEx. Memphis. Sure. Plus they. They got Tom Hanks lost that one time for got him stranded on an island. That's I blame all that on FedEx. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson was his saving grace. A new survey lets dentists reveal the worst Halloween candies for your teeth. I feel like we could probably guess these. Gummy candies take a long time to chew and they get lodged in your teeth. Yeah. I don't eat dots, but I would imagine dots are really sticky. I like dots. We love dots. Yeah, gummy gummy candy is probably one of the worst. It says it sticks to your teeth. It has to be chewed much more than other candy. The sugar is in contact with your teeth for a longer period of time, and sometimes it sticks to -to hard-to-clean areas like between your teeth. Makes sense. Second on the list, and I don't know that these are in any particular order, but they're uh, advising against them, caramels. Or as caramels? some of your friends might say, caramels. Uh, like gummies, caramels are sticky and take a long time to dissolve. And tacky candies like Starburst can pull on crowns and fillings. These act like little sugar bombs that hang out in the hard-to-reach crevices of your teeth until they finally dissolve. Lollipops may not be sticky. Well, they can be. But they're consumed slowly, which means prolonged acidity that can wear on teeth. Lollipops are also sneaky. They are not as sticky, but the activity of eating them takes a long time. Yeah, like an all-day sucker. Who doesn't want one of those? Sour powder candies like Pixie Sticks or Wonka Fun Dip. Yeah, because it's just 
pure sugar. Are incredibly, incredibly acidic. I like those. It's all really? about. I would have never guessed you would have liked those. Yes. I like the fun dip. I love pixie sticks. Yes. Mm, yeah, I can see that. The pixie sticks, you got to be careful. <laughs> you can't put your tongue on it or then you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can I say, I, I'm, I'm sure she's not paying any attention. She's probably off doing something else more important. But I think my mom has developed a big league chew habit. Really? Yeah. Oh. I haven't had that yeah, in a while. I was, I was visiting the other day, and I was working on a little project, and, and kind of on a shelf, there was a bowl, and I glanced down, and there was a pouch of big league chew. And I thought, my mom has taken up big league chew. What flavor? You're traditional. Oh. Just your regular bubble gum, big Are there chew. other flavors? There's oh, grape and uh, apple. Uh, there is apple. Oh yeah, I frown on that. I, I I don't acknowledge the other flavors. I acknowledge only the only the traditional. But should I get her some statistics on the dangers of chewing? Are you sure it's your mother? And, and help her. I think so. I think if it, I th- it seemed like it was kind of being hidden a little bit. It wasn't like out there on the table, like for anybody that wanted a chaw. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait for word to get back to her. Um, <laughs> text message coming? Yeah, three, about, about any time. <laughs> or knowing her. That she, line one lighting up right she, now? <laughs> she planted it there to see if I would notice, maybe. Uh, sugar-free candies can still be acidic enough to wear down enamel. So one doctor says that candies and gum made with sugar alternatives often still contain citric acid, which can damage tooth enamel. So just because it's sugar-free doesn't mean that you're all in the clear. So they ask, what candy is the best option? And you will be happy to hear, chocolate is a better Halloween candy alternative. It can be eaten quickly, dissolves fast, washes away from your teeth easily after brusha, brusha, brusha. Makes, makes sense. Yeah, I guess. M&M's would probably be a good one then. Sure. Eat a yeah. quick handful and they're gone. Absolutely. Melt in your mouth, not in your hand, right? That's exactly right. I have, I continue to marvel at the level of stupidity exhibited by some of the world's young people when it comes to these challenges. Hey, now, I'm a young person. Am I, young, I, I, am I a young person? Some of the world's young people. Uh, I don't observe you doing any challenges, so you would be excluded from the commentary. Now, the milk crate challenge did make me laugh because seeing people fall down off of a stack of milk crates. Did I say milk cartons? Yeah. No, I think you uh, said okay. milk crate. All right. Certainly milk crates. And you stair step up and you get to the top and they fall out. But the things that people eat, Tide Pods, like who thinks eating Tide Pod is okay? I'm, I'm not answering that. I have no idea. So now there's the dry scooping challenge. No, it doesn't involve kitty litter. It involves the powdered pre-workout powders that you mix them up like the protein drinks. Mm-hmm. They're designed to have to be diluted in water and then consumed. But you've got some knuckleheads who have decided that they are going to take these pre-workout beverages containing tons of caffeine and other additives and eat them by the scoop and then work with just a few drops of water. And then, but you can get into some serious 
uh, serious damage there, overconsumption of accidental inhalation of this pre-workout powder, plus that much caffeine uh, over a short period of time, it can be very deadly for you. So there's two schools of thought here. Is this the world sorting itself out? <laughs> is this survival of the fittest? Or is this a concern where you go, don't do this. That's a dumb move. Yes. <laughs> yes. D, all of the above. Yes. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know another word for junk food is lubberwort, L-U-B-B-E-R-W-O-R-T. Lubberwort is another word for junk food. Is that German? Yeah. Sounds German. Wonder makes me think it's probably lubervort. Like lubervort. That's a little bit more fun to say. L-U-B-B-E-R-W-O-R-T. So now we can speak in code. Around people that we don't mm-hmm. say, hey, let's mm-hmm. go get some Lubervort. And people will look at you crazy. Like, what are you What are you doing? Should I know what – I had ne- never heard of this until uh, two weeks ago and said I hadn't heard of it. And then, Miss Buckles, you said you had heard of it, but I don't think you were fully aware. Squid Game is officially Netflix's biggest series launch ever with 111 million viewers. Um, have you watched it? I have not. The only reason that I'd heard of it, it, it comes up. So yeah. when I log in, it's like, you know how they give yeah, the you first the thing. first, sure, yeah. They want you, you know, to know whatever. about it, yeah, because so, they want you to be the 111 millionth and yeah. first person to watch it. I know that our high schoolers that come in this morning, they were talking about it, how they, one of them enjoyed it very much. Really? That it's a little weird. So something From what about, I understand, as I said, is it kind of like the Hunger Games? That's exactly what I was about to ask. And they said yes. Okay. I mean, I mean. Not really, but, it, you know, it's kind of like the same idea in a way. Right. Uh, well, I, I read a story that someplace in the world they're having a real su- uh, squid game, but it says in parentheses, without the murder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. So I guess that's important to know. Without <laughs> Want to play squid game uh, with or without the murder? His direct uh, quote was saying something along the lines of, when some of the murder happens, it's funny. Like, oh, well, that, that's a little weird, but. I didn't know if that's like a dark side that was coming out or if, <laughs> if, uh, if it really is some humor in the show. Netflix has also released their 2021 holiday lineup even before Halloween. Uh, if you can get through Halloween night on Sunday, October the 31st, on the 1st of November, you'll be able to watch The Claus Family. Uh, Love Hard on the 5th. Father Christmas is back on the 7th. Christmas Flow on the 17th. Bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. When they get into December the 2nd, Single All the Way. The Great British Baking Show Holiday Season 4. Oh, uh, my, my parents like that show. They do? Yes. David and the Elves on December 6th. Star Beam, Beaming in the New Year. A California Christmas. Grumpy Christmas. A Thousand Miles from Christmas. What is that? Is it What is it that Alea loves? The Star? Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix that she loves the Christmas awesome. show. Yeah. It is a very good movie. But it's just it's seasonal, the right? They own the star? Well, you can find it. You can. But okay. I've downloaded it so many times I can't download it to my device anymore. <laughs> You've watched too much. <laughs> you must it go cut on. Me off. Speaking of streaming services, Disney Plus has released the first trailer of the reimagined Home Alone. 
Home Sweet Home Alone is the title. I didn't title. even know that this was a thing. Um, yeah. I'll I mean, struggle. So Max Mercer, here's the synopsis. Max Mercer is a mischievous and resourceful young boy who has been left behind while his family is in Japan for the holidays. So when a married couple attempting to retrieve a priceless heirloom set their sights on the Mercer family's home, sounds familiar, it is up to Max to protect it from trespassers. He will do whatever it takes to keep them out. If there's no Joe Pesci and there's no Daniel Stern and there's no You Filthy Animals and there's like... No Macaulay Culkin. I just don't know. You can't do it. Leave it alone. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to remake everything. Right. That's exactly right. Elton John has rocketed to the top 40 for the first time in 22 years, thanks to his collaboration with Dua Lipa. The new collaborative single is called Cold Heart, and it's a mashed-up remix featuring portions of Rocket Man, Sacrifice, Kiss the Bride, and Where's the Shura? I don't know that I've heard this yet. Have you heard it? I don't think I've heard it either, but uh, into the top 40. I mean, I like Elton John. Uh, Pink. Who would you think is the most played female artist in the United Kingdom? Wouldn't you think Adele Atkins? Because she's no longer a single name status around here. She's got to have mm-hmm. both her first mm-hmm. and last name. I would think Adele. But from 10 to 1, Whitney Houston, Little Mix. Don't know who that is. Kylie Minogue at 8. Beyonce at 7. What? I think it's a rapper. Little Mix. Little Mix. It so. Sounds like a rapper. You, you would know more than any of us. <laughs> Beyonce is at 7. Adele is at 6. Lady Gaga is at 5. Well, Rihanna not even is in at the top four. 5. I know. Uh, Rihanna is at 4. But, you know, they probably take her for granted. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure... Make Ask this question again in six months, and I bet she's in the top five with a new album. How about ask the question on Saturday after the album comes out Is that out when it Friday. comes out? Yeah, it's coming out on Friday. And, um, I mean, it's going to be like Christmas this weekend. UK at Georgia, Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic, new Adele album. Cougars in Ohio County. Pork chop sandwiches. It's just going to be like Christmas two months early. And um, But Adele moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So she's a resident of the United States well, actually, right now. Actually, she moved to Union, Kentucky. But Have the Adele Atkins moved <laughs> to Los Angeles. So have the Brits kind of snubbed her now and gone, hey, well, you're across the pond with the Yanks. Mm-hmm. And not only is she across the pond, she's way across the pond. She went across the pond and across the continent. Rihanna is at four. Katy Perry is at three. Madonna is at two. And Pink at number one as the most played female artist in the United Kingdom. I, do I mean, like I pink. I don't mind pink at all. I love pink, and if you've not seen the pink version of Carpool Karaoke with James Corden, do it. Just absolutely do it. She's phenomenal. I saw it a couple of weeks. Is ago. Is it better than McCartney? It's really good. It's way better than McCartney. Really? Yeah, I loved it better than McCartney. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. We are problems. They don't want to be solved. MB's point to ponder for today. Is it just me who's noticed that it's almost 2022, but March 2020 is still going? (laughs) And we're still talking about a virus that goes all the way back to 2019. Yeah, like mid-December or something, I think, is when it... Yeah, so can't we... Like, it just seems all of a sudden, oh, 19 and 20. But now we've almost spanned all of 21, 
and we're still going to be dealing with some remnants. Well, you, you of, mentioned like we're almost two months to Christmas, and that's crazy. Yeah. 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 No. Have you? Did you pick up my gift yet, Sam? We've got some ideas. Okay. Uh, I, can I top mine from last year? Right? No, it would be hard. Listen, you have enjoyed it, right? Can, I think I think it cannot be disputed that how much use I've gotten out of your Christmas gift as compared to many others. That is true. It's used every weekday. I use it at least five times a week. So even though I'm still wondering who who took the assault against it, yeah, and and added the dent, been dented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Miss Buckles. Well, if you have extra ideas, please <laughs> pass those along. Uh, well, here's one that you can pass on, but I will tell you that apparently the sweater vest is back. Yeah, oh, good. Didn't the, uh, no, I guess like Ted Lasso didn't didn't rock the sweater vest at all. He just rocked the sweater with the shirt underneath it. By the way, will so here's another ponderance: Will Ted Lasso stick to their original three season plan, or will success cause them to revise their? In a way, I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope if, like if they have a, if they is. have a plan with how it's going to end, mm-hmm. don't mess with the idea. Well, they've clearly set the stage for season three. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of the most known items in a nerd's wardrobe is the sweater vest. By the way, proud to be a nerd. Um, I don't often rock the pocket protector, but <laughs> I don't mind if you do. So the sweater vest is back as a men's fashion statement. Now wearing one is a sign that you're on the leading edge of fashion, according to Esquire magazine. Well, there you have it, if Esquire says it. I like a sweater vest on men. I don't. I I don't. Uh, I enjoy. Maybe. So I've, I'm wearing more vests now, but like they're the zip fleece like the or whatever. Fleece. But the actual sweater vest, I don't know. I have nothing against it. I'd like to see it on you. Well, that wasn't a no. I'm not sure it was a yes. But. I probably still have a UK sweater vest somewhere. As long as it's not red, I'm sure he'd he'd give it a shot. We'll get you we'll get you a cougar you sweater do, vest. You do at some point get to You're gonna take Mr. McGee's sweater vest away from him to give it to me? Yeah, he, the blazer. Only one person has ever worn the blazer sweater vest other than him on television tonight. The season seven premiere of DC legends of tomorrow on the CW. I've missed all the previous six seasons. DC's legends of tomorrow. And then after that on the season three premiere of Batwoman, the season two premiere on a and E of killer cases and CMT has the 2021 CMT artists of the year. So uh, live from Nashville, Shermahorn symphony center. We've been there. They will honor Chris Stapleton, Gabby Barrett, Kane Brown, Kelsey Ballerini, and Luke Combs is who will be honored tonight. Well, that first one's good to be honored. On Proud CMT. Kentuckian. Absolutely. Today's, have you heard his single, Get Down to Arkansas? No. I hate Arkansas, but that song's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. Don't, I, tell, I, any, no, don't tell anyone I said that I like that song because I just no, don't no like str- Arkansas. No strong opinion towards Arkansas. See, I wasn't alive when the, when the Arkansas hatred was really coming on. I, the mid-90s? To be clear, I didn't like Corliss Williamson and all that stuff. Do you like Nolan Richardson? Uh, no. Uh, even rode an elevator with Nolan Richardson one time. But uh, my dis- my dislike is the when we went to Dallas for the Final Four and we went through Arkansas because you had to get – you had to go through Arkansas to get to North Texas, and it smells. <laughs> it's the armpit of the trip to Dallas is what it is. Not Tennessee? 
No, Tennessee is below the waist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 17. <laughs> has your mother messaged yet? No. You're going to be has, in trouble no. today. Uh, this date in 17. I do like Ozark, the television show with Heard Jason Bateman. That. It's Heard really good. That. Very yeah. good. So it's its only redeeming quality. In 17. The birthplace of Bill Clinton. Need I say more? In 1792, the and cornerstone your favorite store. of the executive. Ma- oh, yes, <laughs> I was so exactly waiting right. for that. Yes, Bentonville is this. Uh, la- later known as the White House, was laid by President George Washington during a ceremony in the District of Columbia. The U.S. Navy had its origins as the Continental Congress ordered the construction of a naval fleet. This date in 1775. It did bring us Malik Monk. Yeah. Okay. So. On the balance sheet, though, it's still way out of balance. Archie Goodwin? In 1840. Still way out of balance. In 1845, Texas voters ratified a state constitution. Those are both UK players. Paul Simon is 80 today. Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker, is 74. John Ford Coley is 73. Marie Osmond is 62. Doc Rivers is 60. Tisha Campbell Martin is 53 today. Nancy Kerrigan is 52. Billy Bush is 50. Does Donald Trump get Billy Bush a birthday present? Who's, he, do I know who Billy Bush is? He was on Access Hollywood. He's oh. the one that recorded the conversation with Trump on the bus. Oh, oh. Yeah. I know the conversation yet. Yeah, no, I don't. Sasha Baron Cohen is 50 today. <laughs> it's a very nice. He's, he's funny. And AOC is 32 today. Gone but not forgotten. L.L. Bean, born in 1872. Nipsey Russell in 1918. Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, born this date in 1925. By the way, the lady who plays her on The Crown is phenomenal. Like, you you would think, like, that's Margaret Thatcher right there. She does an excellent job. Kelly Preston, born this date in 1962. Gone way too yeah. early. Um, what, Mrs. John Travolta? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right, let's find a chart topper or two. Let's go all the way back to 1950 to the Weavers. Irene, good night, Irene. So you've heard the phrase, good night, Irene. Did you know that its origins are from a song? I'm not sure I did know that. Good night, Irene. Doesn't it sound like 1950? If I knew what 1950 sounded like, I would presume it was this. <laughs> That's a 71-year-old song. Can you believe that? The Coaster's number one in 59. She comes on like a road. 1950. It's, it's been a lot of 1950 this week. Yes. Last it's time the Cats were 6-0. and up. Yep. Get you in touch. You can look, but you better not touch. Oh, yeah. Poison Ivy. Better not touch. You know what the B-side to that was? What's that? Poison Oak, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was a public oh, service God announcement record. O.C. Smith was number one. Little Green Apples in 1968. You take that back. You hush your mouth. I don't like this one. You do? No, I said no. I do not. That O.C. Smith, I kind of liked him until he started throwing shade at all the things I like. <laughs> 1977, Miko. 
I loved it. And the SNL skit when Bill Murray came on and was he was the lounge singer singing to this song. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> It's a lot like a fifth of Beethoven yesterday. It was cool at the time, but looking back on it, you know, it hasn't it hasn't aged very well. No. Well, when I hear that, all I, all I see is like people skating. Right? Absolutely, right? yeah, that was exactly right. Nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and the way that Star Wars took over the world in seventy-seven. I mean, it's... Glass Tiger number one in eighty-six. Don't forget me when I'm gone. By the way, they were the opening act for the first concert that I ever went to as a teenager. They opened for Journey in Louisville at Freedom Hall. We wanted them to just keep singing this song over and over because we didn't know any of the others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a short set. let's go to 1995 janet jackson was number one with runaway (laughs) janet jackson uh doesn't have the same shortcuts as the others do there you go i was gonna say i've never seen you have to go there to get a song i know maroon five she will be loved was number one in 04 katie perry roar number one eight years ago today one of my grandma's favorites Oh, Katy Perry, Roar. Roar, she yeah, likes I that song. I love that yeah. song as well. That's Especially awesome. at the end when she goes super high uh, with her range and really shows it off. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The difference between greed and ambition is a greedy person desires things he isn't prepared to work for. The difference between greed and ambition is a greedy person desires things he isn't prepared to work for. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.